It's time for Wrestling the Sports, the only podcast on earth with two major league baseball all-stars, Jason Schimmel, Young, who are not here, one four-time Stanley Cup champion, Darren McCarty, who is, and a rock star in Large Fredrickson. Guys, this is the podcast. You're going to call me a fucking rock star, at least pronounce my name correctly. Fredrickson. Yeah. Fucking Dennis. Large. And fucking, and, and Dennis. Fucking oh, Dennis. Jesus Christ. Anyways, guys. Ah, this Dennis. Is, this is the podcast I've been waiting for, and I think I have a PPO out on me because I've been stalking Doc Gallo so much. I, I talk to him more than my kid and my ex-wife. I think we're in a relationship well, by Michigan rules. Talk. So uh, first and foremost, guys, we have Talk and Shop of Media 3 coming up tomorrow night. Two. Depending on two sorry. I'm fucking it all up. Uh, listen, <laughs> November 13th, go get it on pay-per-view. I, I've got the most amazing watch party where I'm going to have Darren McCarty. I'm going to have Petey Williams. I'm going to have Chris Saban at my house all watching this thing. So, <laughs> Damn, Oh, boy. That like fun. I, right? So I've got, I've got the party of the century. I am charging them a mission, so I am making money off you guys. So thank you so much. How much are they paying? How much are they paying? 25 bucks a person. Listen, gentlemen, and and all and all in uh, everything good faith, but that is a TNC Dennis, a try and collect um, (laughs) challenge that he's put out there. So let's just say he'll be cooking. The only thing that we will not make him put the French maids outfit on, but we just wanted to let you guys know that you've inspired a lot of us out there that are huge fans for the love of wrestling and I think you've seen it by the feedback. And, you know, I want to start out just, you know, I'm a huge fan of you guys as people for, I've watched a lot of interviews, Rocky. I I, I was telling uh, Doc before you guys came on that, because uh, Talk and Shop and Mania 3, this is why Dennis got mixed up. Because I know, Rocky, you said in an interview with the Brits that I was going to be the Godfather too. So I <laughs> offered wrestling with sports services as and I was getting to it, maybe as like you need those Canadian, uh, European, you need the announce crews from all over, right? So sure I, guess I just I need to put Dennis through a table. You saw what happened in the introduction, but I guys, love it. I love guys, it. thank you for being here. Big fans of everything you've done. I want to start out with uh, to to uh, Carl and you, uh, Doc. Takers, uh, the last uh, the, the last ride to be a part of that, I thought for the OC, and I, I know things obviously changed from then, but to be a part of that with Uncle Alan, um, can you just talk about because I thought that whole cinematography, like you guys had to be a part of it in the way that he had to plow through you to get to Uncle Alan at the end. But can you talk about being a part of that such a big thing with the Undertaker and WrestleMania? What better way, right? What better way to leave the WWE, which we left the WWE, what, fucking two weeks later? Maybe? Yeah. Maybe. Well, you know, if you're going to do it, main event WrestleMania on the way out, even if it's the weirdest (laughs) WrestleMania of all time, right? You can't say that the OC had a bad run. We main evented WrestleMania, and we got the fuck out. So hey, yeah, he he fucking threw me to my death, and then a few months later, I'm in a boner yard match on my front lawn. <laughs> all I all I know is there Sex were some Ferguson baby, Sex yeah. Ferguson. There 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 were some 
there were some extras that were messing up and really pissing Taker off, right? They just they sucked. They didn't know what they were doing. They were they all were all like they were like yeah. they were NXT guys. They weren't any good. Right? <laughs> but then I, and then I knew afterwards when as soon as they as soon as Taker got a feel for us, he was like, "Oh man, you know, I I I felt Taker's acceptance going. I hate to admit that these boys are pretty good." <laughs> and two weeks later, we fucking skate out. But it was it was an honor. Taker was cool. Triple H was there the whole day. They, you know, they, they they know how much we love this business. You know, things happen. Business happens. It is what it is. But to be able to go out like that with Taker, man, and it, it was pretty full circle with Gallows because he was there when he was a young kid. So he's known him for a long time. Yeah, totally, man. It was it was cool. It was fun. That was a uh, what do we shoot that for? Like ten hours. It was all night long. So it's longer than and that. Then, yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. I think our uh, we're proud of ourselves because our parody match of it it wasn't nearly as good, but it didn't last nearly as long to shoot it. <laughs> it gave us it gave us the opportunity to make the boner yard match, and that was more fun than anything I've ever done in wrestling. You know. Yeah, and I still got a I still got a ninety four hearse in my front yard. If anybody's in the market for one, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the things you learn on here with wrestling with sports, but yeah, that no, I mean, I mean that's. Yeah, obviously, I think blessing in disguise, you yeah. know, to be able to do uh, talk and shop and mania. But uh, here, I'll pass. Lars, you got go ahead. I don't want to hog the time. I'm not a kind of. I'm I'm in, I'm in enjoying just as much as being a part of. But the, one of the things I you know about that match, you know, is it was is very cinematic. And you said ten hours you were there. Probably longer. I think we got there about five. I longer from the time we like checked in on the lot until because we didn't leave until about six a.m. Man, the sun was coming. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, I've been in, I've seen how how you guys get ready for matches and do that thing. How the hell do you stay up for ten hours? That was probably the hardest part because, like, especially for us, they do like a fight scene. And we'd be chilling for a couple times and they're shooting it like a movie, you know? So we're over there standing there and it's getting dewy and it's getting cold and shit. And we're like, oh, fuck. And then it's all like, okay, you guys are up again. And we're like, all right, well, here we go. And then, you know, that he busts his arm right in the beginning. And like there was gristle and shit hanging out of it, but he's an OG. So like the whole time they'd have to stop, they'd wrap it up, they'd put some shit on there. They'd do another fight scene. It would be leaking everywhere again. They'd have to wrap it up, put ice on it real quick. And then, but just kept going, man. So it was uh, it was interesting to be a part of it for sure. I want to jump in and ask Rocky this question: With the success of Talking Chopamania, with the success of the podcast, have you noticed your fan base changing or growing in any certain ways? Because I, I look the the machine guns, you guys, machine gun doc, you guys, you, your your fan base is somewhat solidified right now. I feel like Rocky, yours is kind of ever changing in, in the different roles that you're doing. No, you know, I'm riding the coattails whale, you know. I'm like, I know that feeling. You're, you're talking <laughs> like, to Captain He's coattails. our little guy. <laughs> Who are you guy, talking you know? to? Who are you talking to there? I'm not going to say. I would not disrespect you, Rocky, and say and call you by the D name and not Dimitri or Darren, but dumb, dumb over there. You're above that. You're better than that, kid. Look, you're hanging out with the good brothers. No, but, you know, 100%, I've seen the, uh, I see my fan base, my fan base online grow. And uh, just an amount of like, uh, you know, t-shirt sales and, and merchandise and, and like, to be honest, all across the board, I've seen, I see more interest even uh, in like New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, where, I, you know, where I'm wrestling and working at. Uh, I've seen more people be like, contact me directly, like, hey, I heard about New Japan on, uh, on Talking Shop or whatever, hear you guys talking about it. How can I 
get more. How can I watch more? And I'm like, I was direct them to New Japan World, you know, check this out, you know, like, oh, I don't want to spend that much. They're like, oh, I'm going to check out Fight TV. You can buy a subscription, try it out. If you don't like it, you know, hey, you, can, you don't have to go full on for whatever, three months or so. But uh, I always see it growing and, and constantly evolving and moving. Absolutely. And uh, thanks for the You watched that bank account grow this year, too. <laughs> well, nothing wrong well, with that. Nothing wrong with that, though. <laughs> Here's the other thing. You have the most confused fan base because you're this serious, strong style, super junior, legendary Japanese figure. And then you're dressing up like Chico El Luchador and doing a cinematic gunfight on pay-per-view with us. And they're like, what the fuck happened? That's what I love about it. Yeah, they're so yeah. confused. Like all the Japanese, <laughs> I saw that, um, like I was looking at the back, it's like we can see the back end of like who's buying the pay-per-view and where. And I'm starting to see the Japanese numbers start to come up a little bit. And I'm like, oh, what is this? Like, you know, like these two guys beating the shit out of each other's balls for 50 minutes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I heard there's a, yeah, exactly. The, the, I heard you explain it so eloquently on another <laughs> podcast about what to not expect, but I, back to what you're saying though, but doesn't that, cause the one thing, we're talking shop and mania. And I think why, and, and I guess this is part of a question to the good brothers about why they chose to go to TNA, but it's why you did talk and shop and mania. It's why going back to new Japan, it sort of opened up your character a little bit more to, a, to more fans that way. So you can be a little bit more goofy, but you know, like, like the character. So like, my question is to, to the good brothers, why did you choose TNA? And to you, Rocky, do you look like what Talking Shop and Mania has done will expand your character and your image in New Japan, which in in back end makes everything else bigger, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, Impact reached out to us the day the day we uh, left WWE. Impact reached out to us within. I'd say within probably five, six minutes of the, of the news yeah. hitting, uh, hitting public and just saying, and we've known the, the, the executive vice president there. That's, that's there now, Scott DeMore. I've known him for Scott DeMore, the hardest working man in fucking yeah. wrestling rave to the good brothers. Yep. You heard it here on wrestling with sports, fucking five, maybe yep. six minutes. Yep. She got Anderson yep. verified Scott. Yep. DeMore. <laughs> yep. Right. Yes. And a full-blown entrepreneur, a full-blown businessman, barely sleeps. I mean, and and the first thing he thought of when he saw the news hit was to call the boys and said, "Guys, I don't know who's offered you what. I don't know how long, you know, how how you feel, but I want you to know when you're ready to talk, we want to talk, and we want you badly." And we talked every day for the three months of our non-compete clause, and it was like, no matter what else came in, the trust that he that it, it just. Just showing that he cared, man, because we're, hey, you know, me and Gallows like to know wherever we are, we want to be wanted, man. We told Triple H that when we stayed with WWE. We just want to be wanted. If you don't want us Absolutely. here, we'll leave, man. We'll leave. Please. And that, that, and part of that, too, goes into the fact that, like, no matter anywhere else that we, we could have possibly gone in the world, like, I don't know that we would have had the opportunity to create Talk and Shop a Mania to, you know, walk out on TV with our bourbon bottles and promote our beer and all of our outside stuff and our podcasts. I mean, like to see Talking Shop a Mania as a commercial on the Impact Wrestling Show just <laughs> proves that like we're wearing the Impact hat, but he's wearing the Good Brothers hat. He's wearing the Talking Shop hat. Not not him, but but Impact them as a brand. And uh, we want to do nothing but see that place explode, and we want our brand to keep exploding with it. So it was like a natural fit, 
and it's been a great partnership. We say this in every interview we do, but I mean, I don't think that we could be happier with the choice that we made it afford us the opportunity to do all this other cool shit we're doing right now. Yeah. And just to build off that, like, I think it's amazing that working like these guys picking and choosing impact and obviously they'll, they'll end up with new Japan, you know, when the world opens up and, and all that, but uh, just being able to work for both of these companies, uh, how open they are to letting us as entertainers and creatives, like take, especially during this time where, you know, we're not out in front of the people, you know, talking with everybody, selling t-shirts, doing the whole thing. Like we normally would meet and greets and all this other. So we have to think of different ways to be creative and different ways to you, you make a little money as well, you know, uh, and, uh, oh, and totally open to it when we've seen like other companies uh, kind of just stop that completely, like with Twitch and other things. And their well, and impact has been like, no, you guys are going to do a pay-per-view, you know, Hey, give us, give us all the footage you guys have. We'll make a 30 second spot and we'll put it out there for you guys. I mean, I don't even work for impact. And I think that's so freaking impressive about a company to really just kind of nurture the the talent and what they're doing outside of the product. That's amazing. It's well, that right. makes you make such ahead. a big fan. Go ahead, Lars. That makes well, such a big fan. Uh, I was just going to say for, for you guys, it, it must be kind of a cool place to be that you can actually go out and express yourselves differently you know, you're not stuck in this mold and these opportunities for you are being taken away. They're almost the company smart enough to see that you guys are actually out there promoting the company, not taking anything away. And, and it's, yeah. you know, cause I've been in my position over my life where sometimes you feel like, um, you know, the, the record company wants that part of you and they don't sometimes have the foresight to see that you're actually helping put eyes on this. So, yeah. um, do you, do you, do you, do you think this is going to like be, I mean, obviously we're in, we're, we're in, we're in these, with these times that are, you know, nobody, there's a lot of unknown, but do you think that when everything maybe comes back to normal, um, this is going to be a new part of the wrestling business? I think that's what we're hoping for. And I think that like the result of it, you're already seeing like the fact that Rocky was able to come and have a special with us on access TV where Impact airs, he was on our full keg special. And now Chris Bay from Impact Wrestling is representing Impact Wrestling in that Super J Cup for New Japan. Like those are small steps, but they're actually huge for us and for what we want to happen. And for everybody, you know, kind of outside WWE to be able to work together and create some awesome moments for the fans and some matches that we would have never got to have if it wasn't opened up like that. So without talking about i guess the money aspect and i'm a huge listener of your podcast so i know that you guys were happy with talking shop of mania one if you wouldn't there wouldn't be a two and there may not be a talk of three did the the end result exceed expectations did it kind of fall where you wanted to it blew them away so so like fucking blew it out of the water <laughs> Which was a good thing. The, the negative is when you, you get that and you go, wow, fuck, that was really great. And then you say to your small, tiny friend, hey, go to L.A. and make this cinematic Chico El Luchador Chavo Guerrero match. And he spends the whole fucking budget for the sequel on one goddamn segment. So I hope you guys don't do this shit tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, I may have overextended us a little bit and we may – as a company, we may be in the When do you see his match tomorrow? It's unreal. Like, the thing is... In a good way, but too good for like us. With, with part one, right? Like, we didn't... Ex we knew it sucked, right? And then everybody watching it knew it sucked. But at the same time, like, just say 
this amount, say a hundred people watched it, 99.9 of them thought it at least was funny. So like now it's like, fuck yeah. with two. Now with part two, like, fuck is it? So I'm even starting to have these same, I, I've watched it back and I'm laughing my ass off, but <laughs> I start thinking like, fuck, are these people going to be, I hope they're high as fuck or I hope they're drunk. <laughs> I hope they got something flowing through them because like, now I'm starting to get those little jitters like, man, they can be watching this shit bored or like, fuck, oh, no, because this is some shitty stuff. And some parts aren't even funny, but it makes me laugh. But that's right. it's just you start getting in your own head about it. I was nervous about I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, man, we've said it in a couple interviews, but like we really that was our humor to do a boner yard match. But this ball for <laughs> ball match is fucking so, so ridiculous. I'm afraid it doesn't turn people off. This ain't even like this isn't even Rocky. Like, you guys yeah. get like, it's you know, not even Rocky's humor. Rocky, it's not even Rocky's humor. Rocky just gets our humor. This is Gallows and Anderson yeah. humor to the fullest. It's dick, <laughs> yeah. it's dick jokes, it's shit dick. jokes, it's more dick right. jokes. And we're fucking 30-year-old right. old our late 30s. <laughs> Fuck, I'm 40. Fuck. Fathers, yeah. <laughs> Insane, yeah. We're fucking grown-ass men, is what I'm trying to get at. But that's the beauty of it, boys. You yeah. know what? It's the love of it, and to get because that's the whole thing is you put it out there, and you find what works and doesn't work, and why it works is because a, it not only it's it's you look at the cast that you had, which to me as an athlete, it, it when you you get to see behind. So for example, I'm wearing my Rhino shirt because Terry's my love buddy, it. and and right, and I see him on the special. So even though I don't know you guys, but I know that him for 25 years and what he's all about so it's like dude a couple things from like the first one is obviously sex ferguson like it's just like it's just it's 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 almost like house of a thousand corpses rob zombie gore humor in the wrestling that you guys grew up and because you're such legit known wrestlers to do it to make fun of yourselves and to each other and to get chavo guerrero and to get all the the midnight express and fuck like all these guys that it's like man this is so cool because it's the appreciation now the only thing i'll let dennis ask but i got to tell you this and this is i'm gonna this is almost sacrilegious but i'm canadian right but if you do not Fucking crane fist. That's a rancid fucking reference. Like fucking <laughs> Ethan Page's fucking face on fucking <laughs> in that fucking match and say it's from fucking DMAC fucking March 26th, Claude Lemieux style. Like this asshole fucking I can't. I like Josh Alexander and plus he's got the ear thing, so it'd be a little bit harder. But Ethan Page, he's so good at what he does. He fucking, ah, oh, he's so good at but. But, Doc, I know off. you can get them. I know you can Saturday get them. Saturday night, man. Saturday night at Turning Point. Oh, November all- the 14th. Yep. Fucking that's, right. That's, that's our shot. It's the one set of tag team titles that have eluded us around the world. Impact Wrestling tag team titles. And you're right, man. They're a great tag team, and they got all the tools. We've been in the ring with both of them in singles action. We gave them a little taste of what we can do in tag team action. But uh, the match Saturday night, we need those Impact Wrestling tag team titles. I got – I got a mantle full of belts up here now, but I need more. You know what I'm saying? So that's the set that's coming next, brother. I love it. I freaking love it. Yeah. I got rings over here somewhere, but I can't. <laughs> four of them, but right? How, yeah, four right? of them. Yeah, four of them. Yeah, I lost two. Fuck. 
Fuck, my ex-wife took all those platinum records and put them in storage, so I got nothing to show right now. Oh, I gotta quit here. I gotta quit hearing his ex-wife talk, Christ. Oh, fuck, oh, oh, don't worry. Wait, if you start adding, like, listen, we're not here. Do not come to wrestling with sports. It doesn't say fix your fucking marriage or not get married. Dennis has like six. I got like three. Fucking. <laughs> there we are six right dennis dennis is i don't know he's fucking gonna marry some fucking dog next time because they're loyal or something but um what is the one thing that obviously other than rocky spending the budget um, (laughs) in la um on hookers and weed and fucking Tijuana stuff um what is what are some of the new things that you were able to add just because of what went over, like, and I know the the rip, like the ball, the ball match is going to be unbelievable beyond. Like, we'll talk again. And I'm going to go, you sick fucks. That was fucking <laughs> sick, impressive. Because yeah, exactly I've heard so say. many interviews that you guys have said about it. It's just like it can't wait. But what is there? What else is there? Like, we were we were know, able to add build. effects and special effects and like really go all out, like uh, just with the kind of zaniness and craziness of like a real uh, production. You know, we, we tried to, we really, and we upped the, the production in general. So it wasn't as shitty, still not as good for in demand and some of the providers to take it on the first hand. We had to like beg them about a gazillion times to please take this shitty ass product so that you guys will please put it on TV. Cause we swear to God, our fans will buy it. But uh, we, had, <laughs> we had some issues with that. I mean, um, we even just, we did a special, we were talking about some of the captioning it's ridiculous. I mean, like, oh, yeah. uh, but it's like, I'll rip your balls off. You're not going to rip my balls off. I'm going to rip your balls. Off. I'm going to put it in my mouth. I mean, you're not going to put my dick in your mouth. I mean, it's like, so, <laughs> <laughs> so somehow, somehow, it's something like that. It was yeah, so tough. <laughs> paraphrasing. It's more, it's more like, I'm going to rip your dick bring off. Bring it up. Well, what else was cool too was like the first one. It was a lot of our buddies in the wrestling business who already kind of got us. It was it was a fun, interesting challenge this time because <laughs> a lot of like there's a lot of like legends in it in this one. So like you know we had known them over the years, but only like as younger pro wrestlers to them kind of thing. Um, so when you're trying to explain to the powers of pain and Big Papa Pump Scott Snyder <laughs> that you want them to run out while you guys are trying to rip each other's cocks off in the middle of the night in the yard. It's a really tough kind of sell because they, they don't, you know, I think some of the guys didn't even realize until they got to my house that they weren't going to a show in an arena, you know, and they pull up in a guy's driveway and we're like, hey. <laughs> so, I mean, like, Virgil was doing AW, that's funny. Yes, he thought he was doing AW, which is, I mean, there you go. Let me ask, let me ask you this. So you said you had them come over to, their, to the house and, and you, tr- you try to explain what they're about to do. Did you have any, like, negative feedback at all no. No. we got <laughs> a, we got a lot faces. of yeah we got a lot of what the fuck now now they're old school brothers so i'm sure when they were down hanging out in my basement we weren't around they're like these fucking marks paid us to do that what the fuck but who well, cares, remember, right? e- even <laughs> even teddy long right legendary teddy long when he was when he was finished with a spot which you'll notice is fucking just nothing i said hey man <laughs> i said man teddy i said ted you're good man thanks he goes that's it i was like oh yeah he goes all right well where's Where's Luke, man? He ain't paid me yet. 
but he just was <laughs> he just couldn't believe that that was all he had to do like it's just like just I, all i need you to is just announce be 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 you and and you're good dog he even actually volunteered to do more and he did do another oh, Brad, spot that we didn't even ask him to do because he was just like i mean i'll give you guys a little something but I remember as we were watching it, I remember I, he, he was laughing, bro. He was laughing, watching what was going on. And I looked at him and I kind of like, I go, sorry, Teddy. He goes, nah, hell nah, play. I love this shit. Like, All right. Because <laughs> it, it's just crazy. It's just, it's just straight up. It, we just, we, we fucking love, we get off. Like, it's almost like more of a drug. We like to drink a lot, a lot. And yeah. like, I think more of like a drug for us is when we can like say something or do something and then pop, you can see the people laugh or see people lose it or, and, or seeing like the reaction of us making people laugh. That's really like, that's the biggest drug to us. So, so speaking of speaking on that, how different and weird has it been without the audience, without the crowds? I mean, with, with like, cause that's, that's gotta be, that's part of like, people don't understand, but like the intensity that you got to keep up with nobody there. It's part strange. Of the it's strange, yeah. man. I, I, I will say it was really, really, really weird at first, but then the more that now I look at it, cause we've all been doing this 20, 20 years. Right. So I think a couple times, first couple of times it was like, damn, this is kind of weird. And then now it, it literally is just like, whatever, boom, easy. Good to go. Good to go. Do you see like, you know, you guys obviously have, have had a lot of experience and been together for a very long time. So you guys, I, I would think, just intuitively know how to work with each other in that in any kind of environment. Right. But do you see oh, any yeah. of the like younger, younger guys kind of getting out there and, and having a hard time grasping on because you can't it's not like you can call an audible off the crowd. Right. It's just like you got to go out there and, and know your shit almost. I think it's probably hard for, for them and everybody. I mean, hell, all of us to not go too fast because there's no crowd to like let them react and wait a second and get that reaction. So it's kind of, but I mean, I think everybody's adapted to it. Well, I will say this, if there was no, as shitty as this pandemic has been on everybody for every reason, if there was no pandemic and no empty arena wrestling, there probably never would have been any talking shop of mania because I mean, the original parody idea came out of that boneyard match and, and plus, if there were still crowds and audiences, I don't know if people would have stopped to listen to our bullshit and then buy the pay-per-view. They we might also have probably would have done it. Like, we never would have thought of. We never would have thought of this, you know? Like it, it would have been hard to like go, you know, like make our way through all that noise because there'd be so much going on. So I feel like everybody, like you said, everybody kind of was able to like stop and focus and be like, "What is this? You know, parody thing that everybody? Okay, cool. All right, I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll spend fifteen bucks." And then it's like, boom. Oh shit! This is really funny. This is really different, you know. That, that was the biggest thing, right? When we told them we wanted to drop it on August the first, a lot of the pay per views at first were like, "What the fuck do you want to drop?" And then they started going, "Well, you know, there's not much going on right now, so it's a perfect time to to do something." Like so, because it's just there wasn't much going on, and we also went head to head with UFC that night. But you know, it's very different. Obviously, very different genres, and we were trending right up there with them the whole time, which is, was really blew us all the way. But yeah, it was just a testament to people listening and the situation we were all in. So it worked out. Now, once again, going back to my original watch party with Darren and PD Williams, we're sitting there watching it, and towards the end, PD turns to us and says, "I bet you their phone won't stop ringing because talent will want to start doing their stuff and probably will do it for free." Uh, how many guys reached out to you afterwards going, I got to be on t part two. I got to be on part three. I got to be on part four. 
A lot, man. We were surprised by it because we still, even though we, we were figuring out really quick it was successful, I mean, we still know how dumb that it is. <laughs> we were shocked everybody wanted to get on board with it, but hey, it worked, though. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people wanted to laugh. jump in. Yeah. We What's were that? laughing every time we'd get a text like, you're not going to... Who just texted me for this shit? <laughs> I know Petey did. Petey's like, hey, uh, give me Doc's uh, number. I'm going to text him. <laughs> I think the reason why I didn't need him is because if you've ever been in like a backstage or you roll with people or whatever, you have your inside jokes. You, I mean, every, I mean, every, if you're in a band or you're a wrestler, you're going to talk about dicks. I mean, they're, they're funny, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? And it's yeah. not very friendly. Maybe sometimes it is. I don't know. It depends on your family. But my point is, is that it's like everybody kind of gets that sense of humor, especially if you're like you're a road guy or, or you've lived a little bit. Athlete. Like you, it's almost like you have to do this shit. I mean, whether you're an athlete, or a musician or an actor, you know, maybe not, maybe, I don't know about an actor thing. Cause I'm not one, but, or an athlete. But my point is, is that there's like this camaraderie and you almost have to keep yourself sane by fucking busting each other's nuts all the time. And then now you guys are just kind of taking it and putting a camera in front of it. You know, it's, it's like, it's like the inside look of a backstage or a, of a locker room, you know? And it's, I think that's, that's why one it's of the best like, ways I've heard it described. Yeah, yeah. The best, I think, the best part of the pay per views are when the three of us are on commentary, right during like the quote unquote shitty matches. Like, there's like three or four that will lead up to the two big main events, but the three or four shitty matches. And when I say shitty, they're just because they're not great professional wrestling, but they're stars for us. <laughs> but we're, we're we're giving ourselves we're giving true commentary, right? Like we're not editing our commentary, and we're laughing man like gallo starts hyena laughing at one point <laughs> rock starts snorting and gleeking i get an ab cramp like i mean because like whatever we tell these guys to do they don't do it and we're going no, why the fuck don't. are they still doing this and then like or they don't know how which makes it even or whatever it is i mean at one point we start having a conversation about is this guy even trained to be a wrestler and gallo goes i don't know I'm not really sure. Well, is it legal to put him out there like it's just, what the fuck are we doing this guy's gonna get killed like and then he almost gets killed for real and we go jesus and then afterwards he tells us he has a headache remember that he has a headache because he got dropped on his head and he goes I got a headache. I said, because you got dropped on your head. He goes, no, no, no. I always do that. I'm going, hold on. You're not even a wrestler. <laughs> you always do what? You always do what? <laughs> I forgot about that. I haven't even told that story yet. Oh, you the best the best part about this, the best part about this, the best part about this is every time that you bury him, he is off screen behind me, which he is right now. <laughs> oh, George North knows it. George North is, George North is part of it. George! Come here. <laughs> Making yeah. my face with smell like herb. <laughs> Say hi to Carl. He was just burying you again. Oh, hey, Carl. Hey, Georgie. I'm never, <laughs> I'm never burying Nigel, but I do bury George. George, <laughs> George you can cuss, bro. You all right? He's all right. No, he, he was. He fine. said you can. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm I'm fine. You'll, you'll see. Uh, I've actually got a new neck replacement. And everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was part yeah. of the budget breaking too. Is getting a neck surgery. <laughs> he was. I, I would say, just for our legal issues, he was not concussed. But his, <laughs> his fucking bell was wrong. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> hey, he goes. I got a headache. Because like, you fell in your head. He goes. No, no, I always do that. <laughs> <laughs> so then, why do you have a headache? Because you've been smoking weed all day. <laughs> Well, yes, but it's a different story. No. 
So, in the wrestling <laughs> business, success breeds copycats. Uh, have you guys started noticing or heard rumblings of maybe some other organization or people are going to start trying to copycat what you guys are doing? And if so, do you stop doing it? Do you go in a different direction? No, I don't think anybody can do it. Like, I heard Goldust say one time, nobody can do Goldust like me because there was like a Goldust ripoff. Nobody can do Talking Shop like us. It's our sense of humor. So, I welcome them to try, but I don't think it's going to be the same shit. Well, That's think great because we're doing it in my backyard next weekend. So, great. <laughs> hey, brother, no, I, I, I want to see. I want to see this. I think if anybody tries it, they're just going to go fuck this. This sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it's not. It's not as fun when you have to make it than it is. The last it's not shit. as fun when you got to go all day long doing that shit. That's your fucking it's Romero so off in fucking La La Land, spending all the fucking money. Oh, he was yeah. Right. You know he what? Was I, was, time of his I was life. inspired by George Lucas, you know, because he did the first Star Wars. It was this major success. He didn't know what it was <laughs> yeah. going to be. Yeah, then Rocky he did Lucas. Empire Strikes Back, and just said, "I'm going to gamble. I'm going to I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to spend as much fucking money as I can, and I'm going to make this so good that we make this. We either blow this thing up or it fucking fails." So, Rocky Spielberg here. <laughs> Rocky Spielberg, ladies and gentlemen. Fucking right, and as long as fucking Luke's, I'm your father, Luke. You're fucking sold, right? You had the finisher, the fucking sex finisher, donger to the fucking head. Oh, yes. you're done. Yes, I love it. Lars, uh, fuck you. I, I, you know, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> the whole point, though. Well, you know, you know what? This is what I was gonna say. It's like. You know, you do something good like this, people will try to copy it and tim you know and, and duplicate, it, but it's it's not it's never gonna be like the original. It just never will be, you know. And it it it, it you guys don't work within parameters, you push them. And if any other yeah. type of company or somebody like that tries to do something like there, there's no way in hell there would be the freedom. There's just yeah. no way that, that's the thing. It's it's like a double-edged sword too, Lars, because like we were like, with this buy rate, we should be able to get some really cool corporate sponsors, but you can't promote a ball for a ball match with a cock torture on it and get corporate sponsors. So you just got to bet on yourself when you're doing yeah, shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fuck yeah. Little blue fucking Budweiser sponsoring cock torture matches. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean... I mean the main the main star the main star has right. an obsession with getting famous people into a room and making them beat off on a podcast. That's the that's the end of the that's the cock torture. Gentlemen, the the Darren McCarty brand's getting ready to launch the CBD roll on e-commerce, so it might be looking for sponsorship. That's yeah. me, so, so me and the that's that's the weed. I I go along with the smoke of the weed all day guy. Oh yeah, right? I don't want to so, sell the product, good brother. Like, so, so is the fact that I'm beaten off right now make me an innovator? <laughs> yeah, of course. You're just oh good. You just, right. just chop yeah. that down. I'm not the only weird one. Look at all that weed. We just chop that down. Hey, bro, Cock I got the weed. best of the best growing my shit here, dude. I can hook you up. <laughs> Anyways, get your number from Dennis. <laughs> uh, I can make it happen. I'm up. That sounds like a party. That's hey, and you see, uh, this, see how you see Ricky, where you're not a fucking, you're a coattail follower. You're not a pony like Dennis, who's gonna go to jail and shit like that, cross borders. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do to our guy. They don't do that to you, so they just, you know, count that bank account, bro. <laughs> My question. Oh, fuck, I love it. <laughs> Thanks. My question to all of you, because this goes back to, um, so I retired in '09. I played from 92 to 09. 
I'm the game's changed. Obviously, if you're a hockey fan, you know, fighting's out of the game or it's accountability. What's the biggest change? And I know that you guys, because of what you're saying in the position that you're in now, as far as your creativity, your wrestling and all that, but what's the biggest lesson you've learned from when you started? Wow. You know, I think is being, is not being told. So if somebody tells you, no, don't accept it. You know, it's something that people told me I'd never make it, man. I'm six, I'm possibly six foot. Uh, possibly I, I like to say all I right am. five ten and a half your draper Wait. size you and yeah. draper chris yep. draper would have a fucking because he says that he's just you know uh, no you're five ten and a half it's okay yeah. bro yeah. you're really skilled you're really I'm, skilled you're a tactician well that's exactly what it is I, I clearly am really skilled because i'm not big enough to be here now with that said you got little rocky right here who's never worked a real job in his life who's probably five four and a half <laughs> Since yeah, since I mean, we're since we're scooting down a little bit, right? Uh, on an apple cart, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on an no, apple cart. Fine. For me, it's just being man. You know, a lot of people told me I wouldn't make it, and so I and and if somebody told me no, I remember thinking, all right, I mean, I'm going to show you, man. And so here we are, you know, here we are doing this now, and I, you know, I got a big ass house with a pool and a lot of shit, and so like, and people are still telling me no. You know, they fuck, I just got fired. It's fucking five months ago. So I'm still, <laughs> I still got a chip on my shoulder. So I'm still like pushing this talking shop mania is just showing us like you, all right, man, here we go. Now we're going to do this. And, and obviously it was successful. And I impact, I want to push that into the next, into the moon. So like, it, we're just, it's just constantly. I, somebody tells us, tell me, I like, tells me I can't do something. Then we're going to fucking, I'm going to show you that I can. No, is no is not an answer. It's just another question. We always say that, man, just keep pushing. Right? And, and you, you show it. You don't talk it, you walk it. And I, I think yeah. that if you followed it, not only your careers, but stuff and what you're saying, I think as a fan, because, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm like 48, but it, what, what for me, talk and shop brought it back to the characters of like the eighties and nineties, where it was, you had the comedy, you had the Piper's pit and the, the barbershops and all the creativity that wasn't taken so seriously. And Hey, Dennis, I'm going to throw this to you, but dude, I, I thought I told Dennis before, I'll, I I think by the way, which one of you is going to be talking, I know which one lost the ball match, but fuck, you guys are really good. So <laughs> I can't tell who who's won that. I'll be tuning in tomorrow, but I think that they, that's the, the, as a fan, I say, thank you. And it's, it's great to hear you say that. Um, I'm the product. I have four, four Stanley cups because of what you said, Mr. Machine gun, sir, yes, because sir. that's what it is. And I love what you said, doc. It's just a, another question and you guys are proving it. So like, it's great for people out there to see guys that are doing it and love doing it. That's the whole thing. And, and you need the short guys. You need the guys <laughs> under five, five, cause you got it. Hey, everybody's got to ride the rides at universal. We can't even call. You can't ride that those rides, Rock. You can ride. So it's all good for all the fans. You're Wait, reaching everybody. <laughs> you must, I don't know. You must be a monster. You must be a monster in Japan, by the way. Holy shit! <laughs> oh my Godzilla! <laughs> that, well, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dennis. I was nah, gonna, nah. no, no, Lars. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is the counter to that question. Besides. Um, how do you guys feel like you've matured, not only in your profession? I mean, obviously, you know, with what you're putting out, people might say <laughs> you haven't matured much. But yeah. my point is, it's like what becomes important after, you know, you've spent 
some considerable time in the business, but you all have, I mean, I'm 49. I think I'm the oldest one here. Right. So, and I, and I've learned my lessons. So I'm interested in, in your take on like in your mature, like where you've thinking that you've matured. I think for me, like it, it's, it's trying to learn as much as you can, not only in the ring anymore. It's like trying to be like, you know, with this has been a great experience, like actually producing a pay-per-view product. Like I never thought I would ever be doing the producing end of that when like and writing with these guys and you know truly creating something from fucking scratch you know like we you know we don't we're not a fucking real company we're three guys who have an llc that fucking are are, are just kind of throwing this shit at the wall and seeing what fucking sticks you know so i think being part of the other side of that and you know also being uh not not in front of the camera but behind the camera has been uh fucking awesome and and i learned all the skills that i that I know up to this point, all through professional wrestling and kind of like asking questions and be like, oh, you know, when, when we're doing promos, like, oh, what kind of camera is that? Like, why do you guys use that? Why do you use that, those lenses? Like, what's the, what's the deal? Like, then I started to learn about other things besides just the in-ring product. And I think it makes me a better professional wrestler now too, because now I know uh, how, how things can stick out and maybe right. be different than what everybody else is fucking doing, you know? Right. I think that it, um, especially the last men, from the time I got released from WWE the first time till now, it taught me how to be a businessman. It taught me to be an entrepreneur, which I never would have been. I was just a bump and feed guy who showed up and did my match the best I could and then left. And then started seeing all this stuff and going, well, these people are creating brands out of this and that. And like, well, hell, why can't we do that? You know, and uh, that's been huge for us. And I think that it'll take us long beyond, you know, the time that we'll be in the ring, I think. And I hope this brand will keep growing and it'll be there, you know, when we're all a bunch of, broken down retired wrestlers too, that we can still do all this stuff and create a lot of fun shit and have the podcast and the alcohol line and all the stuff we're doing right now. And more talking chop mania, which I know that these two don't want to hear, but I certainly want more talking. Fuck, <laughs> uh, not yet. <laughs> do you feel this? No, but Go ahead. That's the, that's the beauty though, right? Is loving what you do and figuring out um, along the line of how do you, that's what I was told. My old man said, find something you love and do it to the best of your ability, then it's not a job. Right. And it's, it's taken advantage of, and I think we can all say that we've, you know, definitely falter in that way, but that's the, the, the one thing that I think that if you build it, they will come as far as sponsors and the big ones. I think the way that the world's turning where you see that people can make their starting to make their own decision, you know, like it's the perfect timing, right? Like you said, the blessing and, we're always taught there's a blessing in everything. What's, um, you know, like what is the immediate future um, like for the good, for the, I want to know, cause I, I'm invested in the good brothers because, it, and, and even more now for what you said as because the company's invested in you and from, you know, I think that's important as a fan when there's so much to watch the reasons you get invested and and for me when i do grind time with darren mccarty i always like to know the whys like why did you get in it like what what makes you tick but what's the uh you know obviously the tag teams are the immediate but what is one of the things that you try to continue to do before you get back in front of an audience or things that you can do is um is, is there certain things that you're focusing on 
Man, we have so much. I mean, we just, you know, without divulging everything or too much, we we just we just fucking threw a lot of money into a company just just today. We just we just invested <laughs> yeah, in a company. Thank you guys, by I the mean, way. I can pay my I'm, rent now. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like oh, we just man. we just put a big chunk, we just put a big chunk of money into something that uh, we'll we'll probably announce next week, but like awesome. it's just it's just kind of realizing that wrestling, as much as we love professional wrestling, like we can't wrestle forever, but talking shop mania can go forever. So we can always do that and create that, of course, because I can be 68 years old and fucking be Chad too bad walking around with fucking with balls or without. I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow night, you know. <laughs> might, like, be Chad, might be Chad yeah. one bad when we're it's done. Sure, it sure bad. might be. Or, 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 or Chad, or Chad, no bad. Chad, no bad. Hey, fucking Ferguson is a fucking, he's vicious, bro. Exactly. He's vicious. Exactly. Ball, the ball claws coming your way, pal. I love it. Yeah. Let me ask you one quick question, you know, because of the times. Do you feel like your bodies are able to heal and rest a lot more since you're not traveling all the way around the world, you know, and doing all that stuff right now? Like you're actually having yeah. a little bit of break? Do you want do you want me to tell you the truth or give you like the answer I should give? Because the truth <laughs> is, well, of course I want you to lie. The truth is, I fucking was just saying this the other day. We were wrestling four or five nights a week for years and years and years. And I was like, this new schedule in the pandemic, there's no live events. We're gonna go tape, you know, a month worth of TV and go home. I'm gonna feel great. I think my body's going what the fuck? Because you're out of that thing where like your body's a callus and you're used to bumping every night and getting the shit beat out of you. And then you do it like three days or four days a month. And you're like, man. So I think we're like getting readjusted to that. I, I was thinking it would be a walk in the park, but it's, uh, it's given us time to, to think about, you know, actually healing ourselves where I think before we just, you just keep going and going and going and you never really think about it. So I, I think ultimately though it does, because I remember, so for example, we would land in Los Angeles, we wrestle in Los Angeles. Then we drive to San Jose, we wrestle in Jose, San Jose on Saturday. Then, then Sunday we drive to San Diego, wrestle in San Diego. Then Monday we'll drive back to Anaheim and do Monday night raw in Anaheim, then fly home. Then you're home Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're back on the road Friday for a whole new four days. <laughs> That's the way it was for four straight years. You know, I think we forget about the you know the, the sprained ankles and like the blown shoulders and all those things that we just kind of fought through, which I think we're healing through now. So like that makes sense. of course when you're bumping every day, like you're at least used to it. And then we like now we'll go to impact next week and we'll bump a couple of times and it's gonna be like, oh fuck. But <laughs> we have like a couple of days to we have a couple of weeks to just kind of chill and like work it out. So I think ultimately this schedule right now is it blows away what we were doing because like, fuck my thumb was half off. I mean, my shoulder looked weird. <laughs> I popped my ankle, but I wasn't going to take time off because I didn't want to miss any television. And like, this is better. He this broke, better. he broke my hand on our entrance. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. We were in, let's just say, let's just say it was survivor series, survivor series in Los Angeles at the Staples center, yeah. our music kits. And we hadn't, I guess we hadn't been on television in like a month or something. Gallows and Anderson music kits, and you hear that pop from the crowd, right? And I went, holy fuck, they were, and I just, I just, and that's when you start to get amped, right? I get chills thinking about it now. Big fucking pop from the people. And we always give each other a fist, and I went, bam, he went, God damn it. I fucking, I basically broke, fuck, fuck you, dude. Basically broke, broke his hip. I mean, there's fucking 25,000 people popping or whatever is in there. It just was, that's the rush that we do, because like, I ain't gonna lie. I don't feel that pumped up anymore. When our music hits, it's cool. We walk out and it's just like, let's go do this. Let's get through this. It's all good. 
Because like you just don't feel those nerves that you feel when you got even a 400 people, 300 people, or you know, let alone the 80,000 we've been in front of. But right. seems like the silver lining is is that he didn't break his hand during a boner match. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we haven't seen that yet. He might have broken something else, brother Lars. <laughs> well, the bone. Well, the boner. Well, the boner yard match. We uh, he had. We hadn't wrestled in a while, right? Because we you know, it's April, May, June, July. We hadn't wrestled since. Well, I think our last match was the Undertaker. Yeah, literally. So yeah. we got we got we got released and then we didn't wrestle June or one yard to another. Yeah, all the way all the way till July. He punched wow. me in the head in a boner yard match, almost knocked me out. <laughs> and I and like but you leave that hands for that. Well, I, didn't, I didn't have my brother hands going, I had to work it out a little bit. <laughs> I mean it, it just it's little shit like that. It was a point where I pushed him and he uh, fell down. Yeah, and his hip and right on a boulder. Yeah. Oh, isn't that called a receipt? That was a receipt, bro. Yeah. From the broken that's, hand. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's a big that's a big motherfucker. That's one guy that like I'd have to be really mad to do a receipt to. I'd have to be really mad. <laughs> no, you don't. I just let it slide. You, you, you eat mad those you. receipts, bro. I got I those it. guys. You well, that's exactly what you do. You eat it until exactly. it's like maybe if it's like seven or eight, it's like all right for fuck's sakes enough. Yeah, right, hey, right, brother. Right, they, I, I, I hate to leave good company here. You guys can keep going, but the cock torture has got to be on my Instagram in nine minutes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to come on there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm well, sorry, guys. We got to go do some hork. All right, but hey, you, uh, if you guys want to join in and watch them, it'll be on Instagram in nine minutes. <laughs> guys, I appreciate you coming by Hawk and Talk and Chopper Mania too. Really appreciate. It. I know Jason Kindle really want to be here, and I maybe next time you come on and we can talk about the birthday gift he gave to your dad. Because oh, we need him on here to actually talk about that. Yeah, I know, I know, but but yeah, that awesome. was really cool. But guys, we really appreciate it here on Wrestling with Sports Talk and Chopper Mania yeah, too. We awesome, will be watching. Boys. Uh, you guys awesome. are good brothers, man. Thanks a lot. Come on, talk and shop sometime, please. Yep.